Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Before we get started with today's show, I just want to remind you guys that Bet Online remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Updated odds for everything from live games, the conference championships, right through to the Final Four and the championship game. Bet Online is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your bonus. Again, that's believe. B-L-E-A-V. That spells believe. Make sure you guys go ahead to betonline.ag where the game starts. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And as always, I'm joined here by former UCLA linebacker, Josh Woods. Josh, what's going on, man? You know, same old, same old, the offseason. <laughs> yep. You know, quiet, quiet days. I'm happy today because, you know, mm-hmm. we have a guest again. Um, <laughs> yep. We got a, We got a guest. We got a special guest. Uh, UCLA receiver Jake Bobo is in the building with us today, uh, getting ready yes, to sir. talk about his career and just everything going on. Jake, uh, how you been? The off season, I'm sure, has been quite busy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, no doubt. Where are you at now? Where are you at kind of in your process as, as you get ready for the NFL draft? Yeah, so just finished up with pro day. Uh, finished mm-hmm. up with pre kind of combine training the last, you know, last two months, uh, which was a grind. But got a little bit of a lull here in April until the draft. So I'm back here at, at UCLA working out um, and trying to get ready for wherever I end up landing uh, at the end of April. But Appreciate you guys having me on. I'm excited, man. Of course, of course. Uh, we'll start. We'll start with the pro day. Both Josh and I were out at the pro day. Um, you know, it was a little uncomfortable for us just because <laughs> the rain and everything else kind of going yeah. on. You were actually participating in kind of center mm-hmm. stage for the pro day. How was it for you? Yeah, it was good, man. It was really cool. I, you know, never really been a part of an event like that other than the combine. Um, but it was cool to be able to go through that with my guys, guys mm-hmm. who I played with this last year and, and see how they performed. And it was definitely a little bit of a competitiveness in the air, no doubt. But we were rooting for each other, cheering each other on. So it was cool to go through that process with those guys. And it was, you know, an awesome job done by our kind of administrative staff to mm-hmm. put that thing on. And it, it was it's pretty it's been kind of a neat offseason for you just because you're at the combine, you're at the East West Shrine Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have teammates there with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like DTR, Charbonnet's there for the pro day and stuff. You have Gaines out there with you at some stuff. Um, yeah. What w- What was that like? Not having to kind of go through a lot of that alone and kind of having some familiar faces along the way. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, you mentioned you know at each event I went to, there were three or four other Bruins there with me. So trying game, you know, we had John Gaines, Moffy, DTR, Kaz, basically the entire you know each you know, one, one from each group on the mm-hmm. offensive side of the ball. Um, and then at the combine had Sharps, Dorian, um, and John Gaines, and then obviously pro day, everybody was there. So it was, it was really cool to kind of go through that process together. Um, it definitely helps having some familiar faces around just to be able to get comfortable in spots where, you know, I had never really 
imagined I'd be. Um, so it was cool to kind of go through that together with, you know, your guys and guys that you put in the work in the off season with, obviously played all fall with, and then, you know, go through this process with those guys as well. Yeah. I mean, cause you're one of the first guys that we've had on that mm-hmm. I haven't actually got to play with. Yeah. Oh, I mean, dude. I feel like every, everybody else has like been, <laughs> was either there like while I was there or like, was like a young guy when I was an old guy. Yeah. So yeah. this is kind of different. I mean, for you coming from Duke, like how was your transition from Duke to UCLA? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. Um, the room, the receiver room definitely took me in and, and everybody, you know, young guys, old guys kind of took me under their wing as I was trying to learn kind of the new digs, obviously. Um, football wise, you know, it's tough coming into a new system. Um, obviously that first spring ball, first couple of days of spring ball last spring uh, were tough. Um, but that's to be expected. But I mean, everybody here was so welcoming to me and, and I was able to, you know, eventually lead the room. But you know, the room of, I mean, the receiver room. Um, I was, you know, eventually, you know, in the, as we got into the fall, able to lead that room. But it, when I first got here, they were definitely taking me by the hand and, and leading me. So it was kind of cool to see that. And, you know, I don't know what I expected coming in, um, but it was really cool to see those guys kind of take me as one of their own almost immediately. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish we, we, of all the receivers that I've had in my time at UCLA, <laughs> I'd say like you are different than everybody else. We, I like, I, we never had, I guess like a bigger body possession receiver as much yeah. as like, I think the closest person I think we had to that was, I don't know if you know who this is, but Jordan Payton. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. It was like, he's definitely on like the record, whatever things for, you know, yeah. all the catches, but like he was one of the last guys where it's like, if we need just to, you know, a regular throw, to him he's gonna body a body a smaller db and get the mm-hmm. catch like yeah yeah you the closest maybe is like the way we started using tight ends using caleb wilson and you know things like yeah, that yeah true 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 you're definitely yeah, a guy that guys i wish studs. i wish played <laughs> while i was there man i appreciate that josh that means a lot man um what one thing josh said there that was kind of interesting he, he said the words tight end um mm-hmm. i've been i've been seeing this kind of online jake is yeah is Jake bobo he you know tight end maybe <laughs> what are your thoughts on on tight end is that something that you're you're up for if that's a possibility or listen man i'd play left tackle if i get paid to play football at this point you know what i mean i, I don't yeah mm-hmm. team if a team takes me and tells me to throw on a couple pounds and go stick my hand in the dirt i'm doing it so at this point man i'm just looking to get picked up if it means playing tight end it means playing tight end obviously would I like to play receiver? Probably. Um, but again, man, it's whoever takes me, it's it's their call and I'm going to roll with it 100%. You know what I mean? Yep. No, no doubt about it. Um, and just uh, taking a few steps back, going back to that receiver room, um, yeah. Jerry Neuheisel kind of leading the way and, and we yeah. all know what, what he does in those post-game <laughs> celebrations. Um, what kind of energy, what kind of energy does Jerry kind of bring to the receiver room? It's positive energy all the time. And, and the, room definitely feeds off of that like there's no you see it on game day we're very loose um like jerry is we almost mirror him on saturdays very very loose like jerry is but there comes a point in time when you got to lock in so we walk into meetings in the morning you know there's jokes being cracked you know we're cracking on each other this and that at you know 7 30 before we get ready to roll out to practice but as soon as we get ready for that install as soon as we get ready to go over the script for practice that day 
everybody's locked in and he's locked in, he's laser focused. Um, so the, the, the ability for him to flip that switch from being positive, from being loose into, you know, a hundred percent intense focus is, is unique. I've never really been around a guy that can do that. And we see that as a room and we try to mirror that because, you know, to me, that's one of the most impressive traits you can have as, as a human being to be able to flip a switch like that. And it was really cool to watch him kind of lead this room like he does. Um, and we'll continue to do. He's going to be head coach here pretty soon. Hey, um, but <laughs> say it all the time. Yeah, well, I was going to say I've heard you. that quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it was cool to you know watch him lead that room, and I definitely learned a ton in terms of leadership from him as well. Don't tell him I told you that. Of course. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, it, it's it's crazy to he- not crazy to hear that because I mean it's expected and knowing him, but I yeah. guess it's crazy for me because my freshman year. Jerry was still playing. So he Yeah, was the, yeah, I was about to ask. So he he ran so like okay, so he was in position battle with Josh Rosen and you know yeah. Josh Rosen. Yeah. Five star, you kind of have to Yeah, come on. As, yeah. You kind of have to start him, <laughs> right? Yeah. But Jerry was like during camp, I even said it, coach Mora came into the linebacker room, asked guys like Miles Jack and Kenny Young and and all the linebackers like who was winning the quarterback battle and everybody said like Jerry and they're Jerry. like who's a better who's a better leader. And everybody was like, Jerry. So like, it, it'll kind of hurt seeing yeah. him not be able to live out this, you know, have a year of starting. But I mean, as soon as he didn't have it, like he immediately like took over scout team and was like coaching yeah. scout team. Like he that was his mission. <laughs> and like Dude, now awesome. to see him in the role and it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Like he yeah. was, <laughs> he was like coaching while he was a player, you know what I'm saying? So like now <laughs> yeah. seeing him, it's like, now I want him to be, if not Coach Foster, I want Jerry to be the next yeah. UCLA Bruins full yeah. head coach. So that's true. Hopefully. Coach Foster is up there too, no doubt. Um, yeah. it, just going back to you and kind of diving in, into to some of some of your background a little bit. Obviously, you played yep. four years at Duke before you came to UCLA. Um, and I was looking through, and I mean, I don't know why it kind of surprised me. I'm sure I've read your your bio on on the Duke page um, <laughs> when you first came in, but. I was like reading your bio and like your whole family, whole fam. Like, it was it's like into sports. One's an a, a, a Olympic medalist. The other one yeah. played in the NFL. Uh, your your mother did this. Your father did this. I'm like, Dang. they threw the whole crew on there <laughs> yeah. on both of them. Duke they Andy did. Like, I was like, I was like, he ran down the whole family tree to him. But um, <laughs> but I'm like, who who are some of your your biggest influences when it comes to athletics? I mean, obviously there there's a lot of names, but. Like who are some some names or, or like where where would you say you, maybe you get some of your athletic traits from? Definitely, my dad uh, is the you know biggest inf- inspiration for me football wise mm-hmm. and off the field as well. Um, we can get into that a little bit later. Um, but I started playing football just because I wanted to be like my dad. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, you you know you play soccer, you play t ball, you do all that as a kid, but you know, getting into football and like tackle football in like the third grade, all I wanted to do was be like my dad. Um, obviously isn't the, you know, Olympic uh, bronze medalist or, yeah. you know, got drafted, you know, my granddad got drafted, you know, played for the Cowboys way back in the day. Um, but I got into football to be like my dad and he played receiver at Dartmouth College, which is a small Ivy League school up in, up in New Hampshire. Um, and so, you know, I'd go down and I'd watch his Dartmouth highlight tape uh, as a kid and watch him and how he played. And, and, you know, he's definitely giving me tips and, and tricks of the trade along the way being a receiver for sure. Cool. Very cool. Um, 
just speak speak more about your dad about why he is an inspiration to you and um is that someone maybe he's still trying to coach you up on some receiver stuff <laughs> no the interesting part man is like he's he never gives me you know coaching unless i ask for it which is a really you know as a dad i think some folks um kind of yeah. <laughs> force their sons into you know one thing or another um mm-hmm. but for him he never really even pushed me into football it was you know i want to do this dad can you get me you know can you get me a spot on a pop warner team when i was in the third grade it was hey dad come watch this practice tape from you know freshman year at duke like what can i do better um, and that's when he gives me a lot of the coaching and tips and tricks of the trade, like I said earlier, um, which is really cool because, you know, he was never on my head, you know, about anything and never forced anything on me, um, which was awesome. And, and like I said, he's my inspiration for, for, you know, being a football player, you know, and also being a man as well. Cool. Josh, you got anything? Also, like going back to your Duke days, um, mm-hmm. how was it playing with Daniel Jones? Dude, it was sick. That guy, that guy is so good. Um, like we all knew, you know, he was going to be a stud in the NFL, obviously, um, just got paid. And so we're, you know, super proud that we could say we're playing with a guy that's going to make $160 million. Um, (laughs) but he's just a good, good dude too, man. Knew how to lead. I learned a ton my freshman year about leadership just from watching him and some of the other older guys at, at Duke. Um, but the guy can spin it without a doubt good dude um yeah man just an overall good good human being Mm -hmm. i had i had been hearing things about him from uh i know a few guys actually ended up went to duke aaron young and for real yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so like tell him i say hello will you yeah so i had like been hearing a little bit but like eventually seeing the tape and then seeing what he's doing the giants like i mean it makes sense um yeah you so you've had to be able to be with him and then you come to ucla and then you get Dorian. Yeah, so how dude. is how is D, how is yeah. playing with DTR, especially as we always say, you get to play with the older DTR. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. he was, you know, more mature, a lot more like growth and leadership. So how was that mm-hmm. being, you know, in offense with him? Dude, it was awesome. Um, you know, first off, just a good dude off the field. Like I said earlier, when I talked about the receiver room kind of taking me under under their wing, Dorian was a dude that did the same thing. Um, took me in. We'd go in, watch tape together. We'd go in and go over installs together. Um, so he definitely pushed me to be the player that he, you know, the offense needed, but then also just welcomed me in as a, as a, you know, a transfer guy looking to, looking to fit in. Uh, but on the field, dude, it's, you love playing with a guy like that. I mean, puts so much pressure on a defense with his arm and his legs. I don't think he gets enough credit for the arm talent that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody always thinks about him, you know, dual threat guy can stress the defense with his, with his legs. Um, but the dude can spin it and people don't really realize that, that it's almost more, he reacts with his legs, but his intent is always to throw the ball. Um, and so when you catch secondary players, when you catch safeties, when you catch corners, peeking in the backfield because they're worried about what he's doing back there, whether he's running around or whether he's, you know, you know, looking over the middle, um, play breaks down. He's rolling out of the pocket um, with his eyes up down the field. When you catch DBs and, and looking looking like that in the backfield, you know you've got a stud back there, and, and it allows you to be a better receiver because you can play off that. When he's rolling out, I see the corner looking in the backfield. I'm stuttering and going deep, seeing if he can – hit me down the field or I'm, I'm trying to get loose across the middle because I know 
you know, DB's eyes aren't necessarily on me. They're on him. Mm -hmm. So that makes you a better receiver. It makes you a better running back. I think it helps the line blocking wise. Uh, But it was awesome to be able to play with a guy like that for sure. Again, don't, don't let this get out. Don't let him hear that. I said that. (laughs) Oh yeah. You can't let him know that. (laughs) Something I was thinking about when, again, when I was kind of looking at your Duke page and and it's kind of similar to um, maybe you had a similar approach to to DTR because I remember early on, um, this past season, DTR said, this is like my, um, like my pre NFL year or like he was, he was kind of like about his business and kind of treating it like an NFL mm-hmm. year because he could have yeah. went to the NFL, um, the year prior, but, um, for you, you know, you, you spent four years at Duke, you know, more, you know, obviously the COVID year and everything else being a grad transfer, yeah. um, that benefits yeah. you, you're able to come to UCLA. Um, how did you, how, how did you handle your business or what was your mindset kind of coming into UCLA, especially with uh, an NFL, uh, a guy who's been in the NFL as a coach like Chip Kelly? Yeah. Um, it's a good question. I think my biggest thing in the you know whole transfer process was I, I wanted to lead eventually, like in, in this team graduated a ton of older guys. So I knew there was going to be an opportunity to lead this team down the road. Um, but for me, being an older guy, uh, being a former captain at Duke, you know, I kind of knew, obviously not everything about leadership, but I knew how to kind of set the tone and lead by example, which is something that you got to do, you know, coming into a new team. You know, if you come in and you start barking orders right away, guys aren't going to take you seriously. You haven't proved mm-hmm. yourself at all. Like it just doesn't work like that. So for me, my first kind of order of business was, all right, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to work my butt off and I'm going to show these guys that I'm all in on this team. I'm all in on this program. I'm all in on this this coaching staff. And that's what I did. And I, you know, I got to work. Um, and guys kind of saw my, my work, work ethic and where my head was at. Um, cause it was, man, this was my, my last year, you know, I had, I had, you know, nothing to lose. I, I wanted to compete for a championship. That's all I wanted to do. Um, and was, you know, definitely able to do that here, but it started with getting to work and leading by example, no doubt. And then down the road, being able to be, become a little bit more of a vocal guy as well. Can we talk about that transfer portal for a minute? How is it is Dude, it hard? Dude, is, is it hard to navigate? <laughs> it is how does the it, wild how, west. How does it I'm work? Like, it. like were, are you scared Dude, to get into it? Like, like first of all, I didn't know where, like, what the transfer <laughs> portal was. I knew I wanted to transfer, but I'm in there. I'm at Duke. Like, I'm in like Spanish class or something, googling like how to get in the transfer portal. Where is the transfer portal? Like, so I had no idea what I was doing. Eventually you know, got the administration and, 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 you know, at Duke to get me, get me in the portal. Um, and as soon as I was in, you know, like five minutes later, I'm getting pinged, you know, ding, 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 different wow. schools trying to it, like, I'm not joking within the first 15 minutes, I got an email from uh, one of the guys here at UCLA that was, you know, mm-hmm. are you interested in UCLA? You see it, you're like, hell yeah, UCLA, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> but it was just crazy how like, you know, there are, dead periods there are you know different mm-hmm. rules in terms of getting recruited in high school that is definitely not the case with the portal the portal is the wild west there, there's no regulation really on what's going on so i jumped in the portal and then um you know a couple of days later i had a uh, you know a meeting with you know one of the ucla staff guys came out to durham and sat down and we we kind of met and it was at that point i you know i, I was an older guy I didn't mm-hmm. want to, you know, go through the whole recruiting process again. Like mm-hmm. I just wanted to find a home, find a home, get to work, uh, compete for a championship. And so, you know, I had my kind of transfer process kind of wrapped up within two, three weeks, just because I knew what I wanted to do. I knew 
kind of in my head the school that I wanted to go to and, and UCLA fit all those those criteria for sure. You know, that, did, you, did you take an official? I did. I did. So I took two officials, took one to UCLA, took one to BC. Thought about going home because I'm from mm-hmm. Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, saw UCLA, saw this opportunity, the guys we had coming back. Um, you you kind of knew this team was going to be special. I had a chance to be special. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to compete for a conference championship, have a chance to go play in for a national championship. Obviously, it didn't work out this year, but we were close, man. Wish mm-hmm. we could have got a couple Very of those close. toward the end of the year back. Golly, it's going to haunt me. Man. This season, hey, this season was so fun to cover. I started covering Ugh. it. I always compare it like I always compare it to like Dorian's career. So whatever Dorian's second year or Josh's senior year, but um, you know, th- this was like the most fun. Like there, there was just different <laughs> vibes this season. I was like writing up, like you know, you, you guys were ranked, you guys were moving up, yeah. people. Like Dude. this was fun. I was having fun. I was like, this is great. This is it was a nice like, kind of change of pace from from some of the seasons <laughs> before you got there so yeah yeah so it, it was we, fun. we had to we had to crawl for them to run yeah. <laughs> i was like and like you're damn right like, you did like, <laughs> like, like right we were like did. we had to get through the growing pains and like now like for me since i'm, I'm playing in canada right now and see yeah yeah and like yeah. this year was like it, it it was it made me so happy that every week i could go into the locker room and like talk trash like actually like yeah like talk about oh yeah you see you see what we did what happened mm-hmm. in your school like oh Clemson lost oh yeah we won this week like oh you, you go to Oregon State like you're glad like you're lucky that we don't play you so it's like it was fun to actually be able to trash talk this year because yeah it's been a while Dude, <laughs> been we a almost while. had it man what were we seven and oh eight no it, it was crazy yeah. to think about you that hey y'all win that Oregon game and, oh and, and it's things off to the races and, and things look a lot different things look a lot Damn. different if you if you guys win that mm-hmm. Oregon game you guys were pretty competitive in that and I think even just kind of looking up your stat that might have been one of your bigger games I think mm-hmm. was that yeah, Oregon it was, game it was obviously you know didn't do enough to get the W but yeah I mean it, that was that was awesome being able to go in, into that game and have you know 7-0 versus 6-1 and two teams ranked in the top 10 like that's a game I'll remember yeah. for the rest of my life you know what I, I think mean? being able to play in that game that was what it was like sold out. There might have been some rain. Oh, yeah. It might have been yeah. like the second road game I think you guys had at that. I think you went yeah. to Colorado or something like that. Quick turnaround mm-hmm. and then it, like a week off. And then the, yeah. your, that was really kind of your first road game, I feel. So that it was, was our first true road game. Yeah, yeah, first game day was yeah. there. It was, yep. it was dope. Yep. Obviously, didn't turn out the way we wanted, but no, it was definitely cool to, to be in that one. Especially because we always talk about like this year, it was like a triple. It was like a triple threat. If you had a good game, mm-hmm. if Charbonnet had a hundred <laughs> yards, yeah, and Dorian, which had a he's good gonna game, have, it, yes, it was. It was more like, often it was than like, not, yeah. So always, it was like, is Charbonnet gonna play this week? That was like one of the things. Yeah, and then is Dorian gonna get bubble the ball? And it, if yeah. that happened, it was like if we got those three things, it was a dub. Like it didn't really yeah. matter if the like how the defense did, but we got those three things. So. Yeah, no doubt. Unfortunately, it's no. like even even when it's like you had the great game, and it's like you know it's ah. yeah, 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 tough one. Hey everybody, just wanted to take a quick break to remind you guys that the football season is right around the corner, and when you're headed out to the Rose Bowl, what better shirt to wear than a Believe in UCLA football podcast shirt? By doing that, you're going out, you're going to the game, you're supporting your team. And you're supporting your favorite podcast at the same time. Some of the proceeds go back to the podcast and help support the content and the different things that we have planned going forward. So what better way to, again, support your team and your favorite podcast 
than by picking up the shirts. Now, where can you find these shirts? They're available at the Believe Network store. And we made it very easy for you. Scroll down on this podcast. Check out the description. I got two links there for you for two different shirts. Make sure you check them out. Find the one that's right for you. And hopefully I see you wearing them out at the game. I'd love to see you wear them. Going back to to the portal and stuff real quick. It was funny that you mentioned like bing, bing, like, you know, the communication just starts coming in right away. Because I remember yeah. when we talked to Titus when he um, during the season, I think he said he like entered the it was like the first time we got to talk to Titus um, yeah. when, when he came over to talk to the reporters after practice and and they asked him about it. And he was like, yeah, like I entered the transfer portal. Uh, I was in the I was in some weight room or whatever. And like I get a call and it says Chip Kelly on it because I guess <laughs> Chip tried recruiting him like out of high school. So yeah, he had his yeah. number already locked in on his cell phone. And he's like, I was only in it for like less than an hour. And like Chip Kelly's calling my phone. <laughs> and I'm like, that's kind of crazy when you think about it. Yeah, but dude, like, dude, is, is it hard to like kind of make sense of like, like, is this for real? Like, is this a real UCLA guy? Is this a real like? Yeah, like you got to be careful with with mm-hmm. like the phonies, man, or folks on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, like I've heard horror stories of guys getting offered by people that don't actually work at school. Oh man. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's crazy. Kind of that whole process was nothing. Mm-hmm. I was like, we ain't, we ain't get to the the funner questions yet, but we'll get yeah. Um, in your in your time, like when you got to, you say like, who were the guys that kind of brought you in and um, you know, kind of helped you ease to the team you know what i'm saying guys that kind of got closer to you as soon as you uh got into the facility uh dorian was definitely one of them uh for sure um i think the receivers talk about guys like kaz allen cam brown guys who have been there for a couple years definitely took me under their wing in terms of being a receiver um some of the old linemen like moff john Gaines, those guys older guys um you know definitely wanted me to be a playmaker in that offense and knew, you know, the first step was kind of welcoming me in as, as one of their own. Um, and so, you know, those guys on offense, but then, you know, you talk about leading by example, some of the guys on defense kind of set the tone for me. Um, guys like Mo Osling, Stephen Blaylock, um, guys that get after it in the weight room and on the field and, and, you know, push me to, you know, Hey Bo, let's go get releases after this lift. Bo, let's go get some footwork after this lift. Um, and guys that definitely, you know, it was cool to be able to be a part of a program where there were already guys that were pushing themselves. Um, there were guys that, you know, worked their butt off and I could just kind of slide right in there and, and be one of those guys too. They may, I feel like a, a proud, like not father, proud dad, brother. Like all the name, all the names you're, you're saying, I'm like, yes, Mo yes, like yeah, yeah, like to yeah. see them step into those roles and do those things, it's like, dang. Maybe I did something good, you know? You did, man. Yeah, hell yeah. You walked. You walked so we could run. There you go. I'm I'm a part of something. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm getting to, you know, reap it now. But it was like, at Uh the time, it it sucked. Yeah. It sucked. Yeah. Yeah. But hearing this and, like, now seeing how everything's going on and, like, this class of, like, guys, I'm excited to see where guys end up. It's just makes me feel good, man. (laughs) uh real real quick before we get to some of the the funner questions um you were a first team academic Mm all-american um how important is you know we hear about it all the time number one public school high academic standard at ucla and all that jazz chip tells us all the time about it but for you what what is being named an um an academic all-american what do academics mean to you books and ball baby Mm -hmm. uh chip 
Coach Coach Kelly loves that loves that saying, but yes, he does. I mean, I'm definitely honored uh, to to receive that award. Um, to be named All American in you know whatever sense is is really really cool. You know, I had the privilege of being a part of the transformative coaching and leadership program, which is mm-hmm. basically boot camp for guys that want to be and girls, you know, that want to be in leadership positions down the road after their you know football or you know athletic days are over um so it was really really cool to be a part of a program like that and obviously you know my work my butt off in the classroom to be able to achieve you know all american status but it was really cool i was really honored uh to achieve that one for sure going to that that leadership you're talking about who who's kind of teaching that who is that is that like classes or is that a series of classes or yeah so it's it's a course so it's a kind of umbrella um program underneath so i got a master's in education within the TCL is what they call it T- mm-hmm. within the TCL program um, where you're, you know, you're learning, you know, athletic administration stuff. You're going through leadership seminars. You're hearing guest speakers. It's all a bunch of different courses that that fall under the TCL umbrella. It was really cool to be a part of. So all that behind the scenes stuff on huh? like the athletic, yeah, exactly. the athletic director kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> Fun questions. Um, started off yeah, with, who is the I I'll give you top three funniest guys in the mm. locker room. Mm. Top three funniest guys in the locker room are now I'm a little biased on this because I played with him at Duke. Gary okay. Smith. Okay. Uh Titus is up there. Titus okay. cracks me up. And then who would be number three? <laughs> trying to think. Oh, Moff. I don't Ooh, yeah, Moff. Moffy. Okay. Moff is up there. Sneaky. Sneaky. Yeah. Okay. That's that's my that's he's, my sleeper pick right there. That's a because Moff's a big goofy kid. Like he's, he's everybody sees everybody sees the, you know how he is the now. Tenacious. Like, you know, like pancake you see him guys on, on Saturday. The field and all that exactly. But you don't see him dancing in the locker room. <laughs> see, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't see that. I just I just see like yeah, he's just running dudes down. You know, I see serious Moff. And then I, I see these like fun little gifts and stuff that he but, had on uh, Twitter. And see, I'm like, I'm like, where's all I miss I being a member of the media, we miss all the good stuff. Josh is always you don't see him, <laughs> you know, singing Justin Bieber, you know, yep. in the showers. Yep. Like certain things, it's yep. like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys are really, you know, and the other two, I mean, I I don't know them mm-hmm. personally. So yeah, I, yeah. I can attest. <laughs> but always, we always gotta say somebody surprisingly, I don't know how much time you got to spend with him. Mm-hmm. But Martin Andrews. Oh my gosh, Martin's up there. I can't believe I forgot Mark. So oh it's my, true. Yeah, even yeah, even with the current there. guy, Martin is still, yeah, still the guy. Up there. Martin yeah. is, like, is the he, most uh, unanimous guy ever. He gotta be on everybody's top well Mar- if Mount Rushmore with him, for sure. Yeah, like he's one of the funniest guys to ever be in that locker room. <laughs> my whole time there. And even I I was talking about Pro Day, like it's crazy through all the things that Martin has been through. For mm-hmm. him to still be oh, as my God. funny and keep the smile as on his face, is. I'm like, bro, I know, dude. You gotta love it. You gotta love. Gotta it. love that guy. Um, talk talk to me a little bit about Titus. Uh, we we didn't get to interact with him maybe too much, and even so, I'm I'm not thinking he's maybe one of the funnier dudes. What what is kind of funny about Titus? Titus, man, he brings the the island attitude, man. Okay. Super cool, super <laughs> chill. Obviously, gets after it when he needs to get after it, but mm-hmm. he's just a goofball. You know what I mean? Like Moff is serious on the field. All you see is that, you know, guy's a playmaker. Uh, then as soon as you step in that locker room, he's cracking jokes, uh, you know, in the receiver room before we get into install or whatever. 
everybody's cracking on each other. He's always the one piping up on, on somebody. Um, so it's cool, man. He's, he definitely brings a little Hawaiian, you know, Island culture to the locker room for sure, which I had never, you know, I'm an East mm. coast guy. Yep. I had never seen it. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, that's true. You know, I'd never yeah. been around. That's, that's, before. that's worlds apart. I was like yeah. being in LA, but like yeah. growing up in SoCal, like, Polly's have always been my best friends right every team so like it's just natural and every like people think i'm Polly, and it's like if you don't know what Polly's are like <laughs> yeah yeah think, exactly I, and i'm always with them like oh like mm-hmm. he must be but no i just Wrong. always hang out with them because they were always cool and funny so, so cool man so cool funny dudes you know always good vibes thanks um i i got a i got a good one for you especially just because you said you're kind of an east coast guy you uh-huh. come to you come to la uh, what what are hmm. some Maybe uh-huh. some interesting things you found yourself doing that you normally wouldn't do. What are some interesting hobbies you probably picked up by being in double okay. turn LA? Like, yeah, how 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 okay. LA boy did you get? <laughs> Dude, well, the thing is, everybody always thinks I'm from out here because I got the hair. That's kind of fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of look like a surfer. You look the part. Yeah. yeah. I hate it, dude. I hate I hate <laughs> that. That you know, nothing against the West Coast, of course, but I you know I take pride in being a you know East Coast gritty guy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely, dude, just kind of the with the ocean being right there, and like you drive up to Malibu and stuff, and it goes from mountain straight down into ocean. Mm-hmm. I never really seen anything like that. Um, never got into surfing. I tried, uh, couldn't even stand up on the board every time. I would I would try to do it, mm-hmm. and like by the end, like my shoulders were burnt out. I don't know how <laughs> those guys do it. I have the utmost respect mm-hmm. for those guys. Uh, but never really got into, you know, any hobbies out here, uh, you know, tried fishing some a little bit in this, in this, uh, you know, off season in the summer, just cause that's something that I did back on the East coast. Not a whole lot of great fishing, freshwater fishing spots in, in LA. No, uh, <laughs> not fresh. No, <laughs> no, no, uh, no, man. But it was good. Just being, being able to, you know, LA super, super unique. Cause you got the mountains right there and then you got the ocean right on the other side of the city. Um, so it's cool just kind of exploring, exploring the the area for sure. Um, I, I think some of the, I forget what position group, it might've been the offensive line, but some of them, I think kind of picked up golf. Did you get into golf or anything yeah. like that? Yeah. Well, I've kind of, I, I've been into golf a little bit, uh, like through COVID I started playing. Mm-hmm. Um, problem is dude, courses out here are so damn expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. That's LA so, for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I played a bunch this summer with a couple guys, uh, you know, good group of guys that that was into golf so we'd go out every once in a while and hop on the links but obviously in the fall don't have a lot of time to uh mm-hmm. to uh yeah play play a whole lot of golf that's right that's right josh you got anything else this is well this is two one two-parter who was the toughest person you had to go against mm. and part of that and two who's the best player you shared the field with either playing against them and they were on another team or on your team? Okay. Uh, number one is Clark Phillips from Utah, yep. uh, the kind of slot corner nickel mm-hmm. DB guy. Um, Should have been, been a Bruin. Should have been a Really? Yeah. Josh he, probably fumbled that one too. No, no, no. That was that was that was Darnay. That was Darnay Holmes. He came on his official. Like on his official, they had me. It was like me, Chris Barnes, Darnay, like on the field. Darnay took him through like a workout on the field. Like they did like a workout together. 
And I'm thinking like, oh, he's gonna be that like just like Darnayek. He's gonna come yeah. early and like, you know? Yeah. And then next week he goes to Utah and commits, and we're just like, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> working him too hard on his visit. <laughs> but he like looked like it's what he wanted to do. Like I mean, wanted... that's what he does. That he that that's he didn't even he go literally... to the Rose Bowl. He didn't compete in the Rose Bowl game because he was about his business, like just he was like on a routine, I heard. And he yeah. was like just like Darnay. So it made sense yeah. to me, like, but I get it. Guess not. No, that dude was good. Um, and then best player I've played with or, or shared the field with is Sharps, Zach Charbonnet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, is incredibly talented and, and uh, obviously physically, um, you know, everything you want in a running back. But just his mindset was I'd never really seen anything like it. Like, dude would have his headphones on, towel over his head, head down, just rocking back and forth pregame. And I, you know, you see, yeah, that you like, know, all right, like, I, <laughs> all right, like, let's hand that guy the ball 35 <laughs> yeah. times and we're going to win the game. Like, so that was, I mean, just the, the combo of his physical ability and, but then also his mindset was unreal to, you know, play with that guy. As, um, as we kind of wrap things up, you, we, we talk about Charbonnet. I'm, I'm curious. Charbonnet was never, has never really been a big talker. Yeah. The, how is he like in the locker room? How is he yeah. in the huddle? Is he giving motive? I don't think he's giving motivational speeches mm-hmm. or anything, right? No, he's a quiet dude. Um, obviously, like once you get him around his guys, like in the mm-hmm. locker room a little bit, like he'll he'll start to open up and crack jokes and do all that. Um, but he's a quiet kid, you know. Led by, he is the ultimate lead by example kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Not gonna, you know, yell at anybody. Not gonna give any rah rah speeches. Um, but is like you said, is about his business to a T. Like definition of about your business is Zach Charbonnet. And um, just while you're out at the combine, uh, getting a chance to talk to some different NFL teams and whatnot, um, I've always heard stories about, yeah, they made me do this or they asked me this or did you get any any kind of crazy questions or I, I heard they were making guys throw darts, shoot basketball, stuff like <laughs> that. Did you get any of that kind of crazy stuff? Didn't get, you know, I got a couple of weird questions. Uh, I didn't get any throwing darts or shooting hoops or anything like that. Kind of wish I had. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, man, I got some, some weird questions. One was um, if you're at like a Chipotle, you get your, your order, your burrito, your bowl, and you go, um, you find your, your seat, find a table, um, and there's a stack of clean napkins on the Ooh. table. Are you using the napkins? Or are you throwing them out? I feel like Josh, I've been in you that got? situation. Yeah, what are you doing, Josh? Okay, it depends how many there is. And <laughs> because if it's a stack, I'm probably I'm not using the top or the bottom. I'll use the ones in yeah, the middle. Yeah, you use the ones in the middle. So you're gonna but take yeah. the one yeah. napkin off the top and the one yes. napkin off the bottom. hundred percent. Hey, I do that even when I'm going to get napkins. I always yeah. get the first one and throw it away because I, you know, I don't know where it's been. If a fly's Dude, been on that's smart. I, always, I might have to I, adopt yeah, that. Yeah, I always throw the first one away and then I'll get a few. But yeah, so yeah. the table ones, I'm kind of, I'm kind of throwing them away, or I'll throw them away when I throw my food, that my, you know, whatever I've left over. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, always, I'm always pulling the first one off, whether it's a thing at the table or you know, it's over by the straws or whatever. Always pulling the first one off. I'm a bit of a germaphobe, so I'm always pulling Dude, the first one off. That's smart. I gotta start. I gotta mm-hmm. start doing that because mm-hmm. you never know where it's been. It's facts. <laughs> um, Josh, anything else before we we let Jake go? I want to say, man, thank you for, you know, coming on the pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, like I said, I wish I got to play with you, but yeah. you're a Bruin. I'm a Bruin, so we're brothers regardless. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. And any, any time you want to come on here, uh, I wish yep. you the best. Uh, yeah. Continue, you know, with this journey and where you go to next, bro. I'm rooting for you. No doubt. No, I appreciate you guys. It means a lot you to uh, have me on. No, hey, thank, thanks. Like much like Josh said, thanks again. You've been fun to cover all season. Uh, you're very yeah. easy. Anytime I knew you were coming for interviews, I knew it was going to be a good day. Um, so, <laughs> so thank you for that. And um, yeah, yeah, man, no just, just, just thanks for the season and and looking forward yeah. to what what comes next for you in the NFL. Um, no doubt. So, so with that, we'll end it there. Thanks again, Jake. And we'll we'll catch Absolutely. you down the road, man. You have a good one. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And thanks again to Jake Bobo. Can't thank him enough for coming on, taking time out of his busy schedule. Um, you know, obviously we're just about weeks away now from the draft. So it's getting down to crunch time. Um, I'm sure his name will be called and it'll be an exciting time for him, as it will for a lot of the other UCLA Bruins who will have their name either called or will be signing with the team uh shortly thereafter. Um, once the draft is completed. So looking forward to tracking down those guys. Um, I'll be continuing to kind of cover them and their journey, especially as they kind of find their way into the NFL. And of course, as I mentioned, we got spring practice getting started at the beginning of April. So stay tuned for that. I'll be out at a few practices. So again, uh, for Josh and I, thank you guys so much for checking out the podcast. Make sure you guys tell your friends, tell your family, tell anyone who is a UCLA fan that you know, and direct them right here to this podcast because this is the best UCLA podcast that you guys should be listening to, right? So again, thank you so much. And as always, thank you guys. And we'll catch you in the next one. This was the Believe in UCLA Football Podcast presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.